Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Our here FG's podcast. Ted here, John here. Always got to always got to blow out those headphones, John. You, you know how I roll. Yeah, you know how I, I roll. It's <laughs> nice. I'm low. I'm slightly deaf. It's okay. <laughs> I just love, I just love opening up and just watching him go like, "Woo, what's that?" Anyway, uh, we are live. 8.30 p.m. How, hope you all had a wonderful, wonderful Memorial Day, John. How, how, I hope your Memorial Day was, was good. Did you go to any cookouts, any any events? Yeah, I had a, I went to my mom's. I went to my mom's for a barbecue, saw my uh, saw my dad, saw my, my, my child, saw my parents. It was good. I made the hamburgers. I made the hot dogs. So they put me to work. There you go. There you go. I, I, we, uh, we took it easy. We did the trip back to Richmond. Uh, so we kind of uh, took it easy this 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 time. We just stayed stayed in Lynchburg, hung out there. There were some events that were going on. I, I was driving around downtown, and I'm like, oh hey, look, there's some events. But I think I think we we were kind of ready for a uh, for a more relaxing weekend. Uh, so we we used that used that extended uh, break to to recharge and everything. Um, John, uh, before we begin, before we get into the show, I think it's appropriate that we do plug our contests. Yeah, we've got one day left. There's one day left. Yeah, we got one day left. So last chance, last opportunity. Uh, We we have had at least a couple entries that have happened. And if you are, so if you're a Patreon subscriber and you're at that $5 level and you have not donated yet, please go donate. Please do it. Win a scarf, free scarf. Definitely do it. Also buy buy our scarves. If, If you don't want to enter the contest, that's fine. Buy our RFK refugee scarf. Uh, we had a huge flurry of scarves at the beginning, and, and the sales had kind of died down. So I think they're going to pick up. Jump on the, I think they're yeah. going to pick up when it's uh, not uh, the summer. <laughs> I'm, yes. I'm hoping for a late season run into the playoffs where people are like, "My neck is so cold. What will I do about this?" And then we can we can really start making our money. I and uh, so uh, come, go ahead. Sorry. No, no I was just going to say that I have to close. Uh, Twitch now because I'm I'm being mesmerized by the Pokemon card break channel. I didn't close it before the show started, and I kept getting distracted. So now we are now you've got my full attention. Show let's do this. <laughs> let's do this. Uh, we are going to be having a very very special guest join the show uh, a little bit later in the evening. Jake Maxwell. Uh, they will be joining us to talk a little bit about their experience with the supporters culture in DC. Uh, so definitely stick around for that. Uh, and, uh, without further ado, let's jump right into it. Let's talk. Uh, the DMV had, had quite the weekend, uh, sans Richmond. I don't know if Richmond counts DMV. It does not. But <laughs> it does not, but it's, but it's close enough. I, I like to think it counts anyway, Richmond, Richmond lost, but everybody else, DC United, Loudoun United, Washington spirit, all picking up victories this weekend. The Washington spirit are now in second place in the NWSL, which I saw that and was like, holy crap. And we haven't even played a home game yet. We have one registered home game, but uh, but haven't played a home game yet. So again, maybe we need to stop, you know, making assumptions about these teams one week into the season. I think we never learn our lesson, do we? Never no, do. it's it's very good that uh, FanDuel does not allow WSN W uh, NWSL uh, betting because uh, it wouldn't go well. <laughs> it wouldn't go well. I don't think anyone had I don't think anyone had Orlando as the as the leader after four games. I know I didn't. Yeah. No, I, I certainly, I certainly didn't. Uh, let's, but let's jump right into the first, the first match of the of of the fold. We'll go, we'll go, we're gonna go in uh, chronological. chronological order. Makes sense. Chronological order. We're gonna start with uh, DC United picking up a dominating three nothing victory on the road at Inter Miami, their first road game of the season. Uh, this, this, uh, 
this game was uh, was quite incredible. Uh, it was quite incredible to watch. Um, this was this was the game I think we've been kind of waiting for in an Alain Lasada system. Um, just I, I looked at the XG, and we're we're, we're always going to talk. Uh, we're always going to talk XG. One point nine XG uh, for DCU to Miami's point eight. Wow. So uh, so that that sort of simple, and they scored three goals. So that sort of that that shows you what expected goals can do. They've uh, tucked away at one extra goal. They, the XG said they shouldn't have gotten. So, uh, John, give me some opening thoughts of your game. You know, any, any anything that stood out stood out to you in this match? Yeah, I think you know I had an opportunity to watch the Inter Miami uh, press ahead of the game, coming up to, leading up to it, and I had an opportunity to look at some of the dialogue around the team from the fans at, just to get an idea because you know we haven't seen them this year, and the the book on them is that they're lazy. And that they uh, they don't they're not they're not fully motivated right now and they're not playing at their best quite clearly, uh, and they are they are defensively lazy. That is that is well that's a well put uh, intelligence report on them. If you look at the first two goals, uh, there it's just lack of effort in a lot of ways. It's, it's poor poor defensive effort and DC United capitalizing uh, both times. The third goal the, th- the third goal happens because you're you know you're chasing the game and it's it's late in the second half, but. Uh, I think that the press that that first half was the ideal outcome for Losada Ball's press. That's the that's why you do it. You do it because it puts the back line, the goalie, the defenders into positions where they're going to get tired and make mistakes. They're going to give the ball up and you're going to have a lot more opportunities than you otherwise would have in the attacking part of the field. So I, I think that that is what you can expect when things go right. I think that's what you can expect when the team uh, can't really cope with what you're trying to do. They made an adjustment. Uh, the, I know that Hernan said he was uh, surprised that they came out differently than they were. They had played all season uh, that, that then they had prepared for, uh, and it didn't matter. DC United, uh, the the principal thing for uh, Hernan says, we're going to play our game no matter who we're playing against, no matter where we're playing it, you're going to see this team do this. Uh, and the fact where a team that he looked at uh, you know, he looked at, he's like, look at this roster, look at the names on this roster. Um, and, and they, they saw us and said, we got to change everything the way we're doing. So that, that was to him a sign, A, we were going to win. He's like, I saw that. And I said, oh, we're going to win tonight. Uh, and it's also a sign that things are uh, improving for, for this club. I don't think teams in the past 10 years necessarily looked, they, they knew what they were going to get from DC United, but it didn't necessarily cause them to change whatever they were going to do. They just, you know, it was just an effort thing. So, uh, from you know, all 360 there. That's a, it's a, it's a great outcome for DC United. It's a real big bummer that they've got two weeks now where they're not playing. Uh, but let's let's you know, we, let's talk about the specifics here and, and some of the players that had really outstanding out, uh, you know, performances. Yeah, let's talk about it. And I think I think maybe the the reason we saw Miami. Just real quick, I want to say the reason we saw Miami. I think changed their play because I think they were trying to. They don't have the defensive skill like some of the other teams to play the way that, you know, to, to line up the way they wanted to and then sit back and absorb pressure. Uh, so I think they tried to compensate for for D.C.'s press by basically allowing them to have the ball. Uh, and it just it just it just didn't work uh, at all for for Inter Miami. Um, and uh, have to wonder if the, any of those sanctions might be playing into some heads uh, about some guys maybe on option years, things like that. Uh, you know, I, that, that can have an impact. So, but, but let's talk about, let's talk about DC. Let's talk about some of the, some of the dominating players. Uh, Paul Ariola uh, Inter- had himself a game. Inter Miami is definitely going to take the draft seriously next year, I think as well. Oh yeah. 
Probably, probably. Yeah. Uh, Paul, but first of all, Paul Ariola ha- had an absolutely fantastic game. I think he had the game. You know, we were all talking about. I think you you brought up. You know, we we, we talked about the injury to to Edison Flores, uh, which maybe the the only good thing about the break is that Edison Flores is not going to miss uh, maybe not considerably more time. Be curious to see what his track record and sort of getting him back on the field is going to be. Uh, but, but you talked about you talked about earlier. You said we need Paul Ariola. This is where Paul Ariola comes in. This is where he where he needs to show up uh, and show up. He did. He was absolutely phenomenal. He was uh, bombing down on his offensive position. Uh, he was linking up with Julian Gressel. Julian Gressel also had, I think, one of his best games of the season. Uh, sort of in that link-up play, played some nice service in. It wasn't perfect. It wasn't fantastic, but it was sort of a, a good sign of, of things to come. Um, and Kevin Paredes, I think, had another strong game. Offensively, he still needs to get there, but I think he showed that he can give maybe a little bit of a different look than Joseph Mora. Um, yeah, Kev- and- Kevin had his good chance on goal, and he just fluffed it. He got, I yeah. think he got he got in his head, and he just crushed it over the bar. Um that 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 is the weak part of his game, right? I think everything up until the final third, he is plays well above his age. He plays, mm-hmm. you know, MLS MLS ready, and then he gets into the eighteen, and it just falls apart. Um, I want to for Paul. Uh, I had a chance to talk to him after the game, uh, and and I asked him about you know this this is the position he likes to play. This is where he always has said that he prefers to be. He didn't want to be a right wing back. That's not he wants to be as close to goal as possible. Uh, and, and he was like, yeah, no, that's, that's absolutely the case. Like I, I, I'll play where I have to play for the team, but this is where he was basically like, yeah, I have grit. Yeah. I will run for you. Yeah. I will do all these things. Uh, but, uh, the, where I want to be is in front of goal. Cause and you can see what I have. You can see my, my skill and the end product there. So, uh, I think that that's the fortuitous thing about Edison getting injured. If there's anything, because, he uh that's his spot otherwise where else are you going to put him he's played on the wing a little bit i don't think he's very good out there i think that in the middle of the field is where he needs to be that just means that paul can't play there so for the next you know however many however many games you're going to get to see paul and probably what is his best position and joshua morgan on the on the chat says kevin is the best 17 year old in the league i think you know Potentially, I think I just I think that there are there's that's holding him back as a player, as a left wing back in this system. I think he needs to be a little bit more composed uh, in the in the final in the in the last part of the field. So if he gets there, then then we're really talking about something. Then and then he's a starter. Then he's then then Joseph Moore is not going to hit the field again uh, at all, and that's just going to be the way it is. But until that, it's 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 still un, unfinished product. I think un, uncompleted. Yeah, and I, and I would I would contend a little bit with uh, Joshua Morgan's uh, message there, just by saying that uh, there is a Moses Nyman out there who um, showed very very well. Uh, he did not make the field today. It was the combination uh, that we all thought would be the combination of this team going forward before Moses Nyman started to play well in uh, uh, in uh, Junior Moreno and and Russell Canals. Russell Canals, I had. I thought it was a little bit of a down game uh, when he sort of came back. This was a really good performance, I thought, from him. Uh, he creates the uh, the for the first goal, uh, applies the pressure like like we expect him to, uh, and then manages to uh, find you know either fortuitously or, or otherwise uh, finds Ola Kamara with with just acres acres of space. Uh, you know he could have had time to you know take a uh, pull his phone out, take a take a panorama of the whole stadium. 
you know, maybe pull out a, a cue card or such and start writing down, you know, where he wants to place the ball uh, just loads of time. But he finishes it and he does it well. And that's that's kind of the thing we've been waiting for uh, from Ola Kamara. If they can get him going, uh, the, the, as they say, this team might have something. Yeah, I mean, so. it, without, you know, we've said it 100,000 times, without without a four that finishes these chances, the system doesn't work. You're not going to win yeah, without without someone that converts those chances. And uh, it's all about confidence, right? And this has mm-hmm. got to feel good. This has got to be feel vindicated. I'm sure, you know, if you watch his body language on the field, uh, maybe I misread it. Maybe he's maybe he's always had the confidence. He's, he's, he's very upset when he doesn't get the service he wants. Maybe he's basically like, you know, he had the arms out celebration after he scored. Maybe he's finally like, I could always do this. I just haven't gotten what I needed out of it. So, so, and now I'm getting that. I know, whatever, fine. I don't care, man. Score those goals and you could do whatever celebration you want and uh, we're all going to be happy about it. The, the, the great carpenter blames his tools, right? That's the, yeah. that's the old, it's never his fault. It's his tools fault. Um, so I think, I think that's, but I mean, I think it's good to see him get a goal. Um, I think it's, I think it's great. Uh, the, go ahead. No, I was saying dose to get dose. He had two goals, yes. But let's talk about the uh, the, the second goal, obviously from from Paul Ariola, uh, finishing from a tiny goal. And I think you did talk about you did talk about the uh, uh, the uh, the idea of like of Paul Ariola being a more upfront. The finishing part of his game has been something that has been kind of lacking as of late. Uh, he's had a couple couple goals, a couple good moments, but I think that was always been kind of the the criticism. He does everything else very well, but then when he gets in front of the you know in, in front of the uh, in front of the goal, he can't seem to put it in you know finish it off and put it in the back of the net. Uh, we saw in the U.S. national team that that narrative was starting to change, and I think this game uh, from an incredibly tight angle, he finds a way to to, to fit the ball in and, and put it in the back of the net. So a great goal from him, uh, Adrian Prez also. Also, uh, Sugar Note makes a nice run on the end line and gets the assist there as well. So Ola also part of the build-up play there. Uh, yep. So that off of a throw-in. So that was Miami switching off and and Paul taking advantage of a situation there uh, from a very acute angle. So uh, you got to be happy with it. That's that's two nothing. I believe by the twenty-fifth minute. What was the minute on that? Do we know? It was early. It was twenty-fifth, I believe. Yes, correct. So that's so. at that point you're like this game. Is probably almost dead. We said so the next goal kills it, and was wondering about where it was going to go, but it didn't come for a while. Yeah, it didn't come. I believe until around the seventieth minute. DC kind of a uh, kind of stood back a little bit, um, but I mean they. We I, we I talked earlier about you know how is this team going to handle uh, Federico Higuain, uh, Gonzalo Higuain. You know how how are they going to sort of contain those two players? Uh, Federico Higuain on the bench, by the way. Uh, which I didn't realize. I actually do not remember much he did in this game. Uh, uh, he, defense. At- he kicked the sh- he kicked the s out of Paul Ariola twice, and then <laughs> and then and then stood on him, and then Paul gave him a little pat on the back as he walked away. That's that's like about <laughs> all he did. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, credit to, to DC. Their press defensively. Andy Nahar again, another strong performance at center back. Both Donovan Pines and Andy Nahar had moments today. Uh, I can't remember much from Brendan Hines like, but Andy Nahar bodying off Gonzalo Higuain uh, was was super fun to see. Donovan Pines had his uh, had his dribbling moment, um, his little like dribbling skill to to open up an opportunity. Um, so I think what you're seeing out of this team is you're, is you're seeing when, again when this system's worked, you're seeing de- defenders getting involved. Uh, you're seeing ton, tons of tons of offense. There's not there's not a a sit back offensive play, even though the team did sort of maybe pull back a little bit, sort of maybe absorb a little bit of pressure. Uh, they then get a quick break and then it becomes a uh, a, a really nice cross from Paul Ariola finds Ola Kamara. Beautiful service to him. And, and that's what you need to see 
this team is going to be successful. If, if Ola Kamara is going to be successful, this team needs to, uh, when he's out there on the field, the team needs to find a way to get him service. And if he can get that confidence and, and get that and get those goals, uh, then suddenly we have something here. Yeah, just to go back on Pines, Pines proving why he was plus 1,200 to score uh, on a ball that rolled out to him from about 10 yards where he just, just he, he junior marinoed it into the into the stratosphere, <laughs> unfortunately. So that was a bummer because yeah. that was, that was I was like, I'm, because I already had Paul to score. So I was just like, I am the rainmaker. Let's do this. And then that happened. But either way, uh, like you said, great performance. You know, this. This lineup was exciting. There's, it's, it's a couple of days ago now, but it, it was just such a positive thing. Uh, and there, you know, and let's talk about it. There are people who are, and I'm even talking about beyond the, the normal sort of like rain cloud folks. There are people that are looking at this as an indictment of Miami and not DC United. You're wrong. Yeah. It's not that. Like this is DC United got what they deserve for the one of the first times this season. That's what this is about. To me. So 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 uh, just to add just to add I guess a little bit. A little, a little bit to that. Um, so, you know, I think the the argument has sort of been brought up. You know, is the, is this an indictment on on Miami, or is this a a? Uh, I, I I will say this, or is this a a statement on DC? And I will say this: if DC goes out like they did in the Chicago game and they just kind of grind it out, one nothing victory. I don't think we're yeah. One, I don't think we're complaining. I don't think we're being, you know, like, oh, man, uh, you know, oh, what a horrible game. I think we're saying, hey, good three points on the road. That's great. Let's move on. But what? But when you, when you are clearly the better team on the field and you punish them the way the, the way you do, that is worthy of a mention because it shows that you are starting to – you are not playing down to your opponent to when your opponent is better. You are you are taking advantage of, of the fact that they're not a good team and making them pay for it. And, and all of those things are incredibly uh, – incredibly important for a team to do i'm not saying that this team is going to be you know suddenly oh we're the best team in these far from it i mean let's wait till we if we can do this on a philly on a on a new england on a columbus okay then maybe we can start thinking those things but right now like we're looking at you know what's the level of this team Where, where is this team's level and again hernan is doing this hernan is doing this all with players he had no no business in selecting these are all every single player on that roster today was a player from 2020, and he is figuring out a way to make it work. He's figuring out a way to motivate them. Um, it, it's it's incredibly incredibly impressive w- the way he's sort of gotten this team to buy into this system. And we saw it. We, we're seeing we're starting to see the the fruits of the of the labor. Um, and that and that's and that's a very very good thing to see. So I, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, hundred percent. So I, I wanted that a little bit because you know it, it is worth mentioning that yes, Miami is a bad team. You, you don't want to discount that, but there, there's there's a bigger story here than that. So um, we should maybe mention because we do this. Yes, we only do this when they win the our hustle and Hernans of the match. Which John, you, you really got to get on those when you get those questions and we got a player up there. You got to mention that they won the award. Come on. No, man. I don't want to do on. it. I don't want to do it. It feels too cheesy. <laughs> I I think about it every time and I'm like, no, I can't do it. I can't. Oh, okay. It all lives. Right. It lives yes, only in our in our Twitter universe. Like all of you guys, <laughs> all of you listeners, it matters to you. I'm not going to tell Paul he won the Hustler or not. I can't I, do. I, I, I got patrons. Give give some more money, and maybe we can get a trophy <laughs> or something. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to buy, if you want to, if you want to buy my, if you want to buy my pride, I could. We could do that. But right now, currently, <laughs> the price is too high for me to talk about Hustler or not on the on the post game. So now, uh, so so, but that, but then with that, but uh, Ola Kamara and Paul Ariola both are hustling Hernans. Our first tie in the hus- in the long, long history of the hustle in Hernan. 
That's right. Whole uh, whole whole three games <laughs> that we've done this. Uh, yes, we, we will probably only do it if they win. Maybe a draw. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. We haven't yet. Uh, but then well, they haven't. Yet, as, so I guess they haven't. Yeah, as we as we discussed, uh, DC United are now on a uh, two 20 day break. Jeez, yeah, I'm looking at like long, long break, uh, international break. They do not play again at home to Inter Miami. So a chance for a six point swing um, for for DC United against Inter Miami. We'll, we'll see it. We'll see if uh, if there's any improvement. That'll be it'll be interesting to see if. Not only if DC got got this win, but can they do it again um, in front of their home fans? Also interesting will be what is the money line? What is the bet on on the rematch after two weeks? Something interesting yeah. only to me. Will I bet again? Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna bet yeah. again on DC United. I'm I'm gonna come out <laughs> I'm gonna come out behind on the year, but I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. What's money? Yeah, it's all it's all fun. It's, it's all, all fun. fun. All right, let's uh, let's talk next. Uh, we got the Washington Spirits. Picking up the second one of our of our trifecta of home wins, I we're gonna start. Uh, we're not going chronologically with this because uh, we we got a guest coming up, and as much as we want to talk loud and united, I think we do want to talk spirit, and we do want to talk about their one nothing victory. Uh, probably maybe a more impressive victory than DC uh, because they were they were certainly not favored in this game. They were uh, on the back foot constantly, uh, but I, I think there were some there were some notable performances despite. No spirit player being on the score sheet. There were some very notable performances. Yeah, quickly, quickly for Loudon. Go listen to Two Loud Adams if you want to listen to Loudon yes. United. The 30-second view is uh, three DC United. Loney's started. One of them scored. There was a red card in J4 to save the game in the 90th minute. And they're playing on Wednesday. Yes. Now we talk and about Bo- And Boulevard had a, had a really nice goal. That was, it was a nice goal. All right. Yeah, so, just- spirit. <laughs> so, we had a, a, a you know, I, I also had the characterization of they were in trouble uh, in the first half. Mm-hmm. I said that to Richie. Richie's like, no. That's not what it was. <laughs> we let them have the ball. We, we controlled where they had the ball. Uh, we did not allow them. We did not allow them to have it in dangerous positions. And if you look at the XG, correct, they did not. Uh, there was not. A, there was not a much. There were not much of a. You know, some 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 chances here or there. But the spirit had, I had them where they wanted them. In the second half, they turned around. Ashley Sanchez is turning. She's every each 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 game. She's getting better. Every game we talk about. The fact that she has a moment of magic, she'll have, she'll do something that is uh, unexpected and impossible to defend, but she'll have periods of the game where she disappears. This game was a, n- a nearly complete game. I don't want to say 10 out of 10. Uh, she still has some things to improve, uh, but just just phenomenal uh, overall performance. Uh, but yeah, what, 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 what I was just going to say, we could, we could talk about so many things here, but uh, I think that the... The overall the overall story here is overcoming adversity. Second home second oh not home game second game on the road in the course of Wednesday and Sunday. So you do the math on that four five days four days. Yeah, and and I found it interesting. They talked about uh, on the broadcast. They talked about the travel schedule that the spirit um, endured. Basically, I and I I thought I thought for sure I was like oh they'll probably just you know stay in Houston. And then fly to that makes the most sense. Like you stay, you you figure out a practice facility. Maybe you have a practice day. Maybe you have a rest day. Uh, nope. Apparently they flew right back to DC, and then they flew right. Uh, then they had a day, and then they went to, to Tacoma. Uh, so that, I mean that, that that right there is you know that's putting on miles, uh, and they're certainly not flying uh, first first class uh, for sure. So that's got to put some miles on the on the on the spirit uh, on the spirit legs, and uh, the fact that they were able to kind of. You know, keep uh, you know, keep Roosevelt the score sheet. Though she did have a nice run, 
uh, where she laid off a ball that should have been the opening goal, I think, for the rain. If if I forget the player who who finished it, but uh, if she stays on side, that's a goal, and that's and we're probably uh, it was, probably uh, uh, one nothing rain, and maybe talking about a different game. Yeah, it was it was uh, Ziara King uh, was the was the Ziara offside King. player on that. Uh, also, like you know, if we look at that lineup, I, I, when I when it came out, I said, you know, we already were sort of looking at. Uh, Rain as the favorite, just on the fact that they were on short rest. They're flying across the country again. Uh, no Andy Sullivan due to a red card, which was whatever. Uh, <laughs> their attacking lineup is ridiculous. Uh, Horta, King, Rapino, Lavelle, Fishlock. That's that's ridiculous. That's a that's an extremely deep and talented offense. Uh, and they just they were able to neutralize it so so well. Uh, Without their captain, without their main defensive midfielder, with uh, Paige Nielsen out injured, with a lot of these players carrying sort of small injuries over the, they just they just from a systems perspective shut them down and did not allow them to be dangerous. Uh, and and generated generated their own chances. I mean, Ashley Sanchez nearly has a a really another sort of highlight reel goal over the top, um, a great save. They had a, I believe they had an open net where the ball hit the crossbar at one point. That I, was Ashley Sanchez. Ashley, Ashley hit a header right at right at the goalie. Uh, she hit the, yep. she hit the underside of the crossbar, uh, and then uh, she hit one over. Uh, I think uh, Hatch had an opportunity on a breakaway where she tried to bend it over. Or was that was that? Uh, I might have been Sanchez too. The, the The story here is they had a number of opportunities. The scoreline could have been way different, but it was never going to be the rain. Which was just not yeah. the way this game should have should have come to be, based on every all of the factors that we already talked about. Uh, but just a just an amazing performance for this team. They finally get to go home. They finally get to have a full week where they're not traveling through time zones. Uh, Andy Sullivan will be back. I'm not sure. Uh, we have to find out what the rest of the injury picture looks like. Uh, but overall, you know, Rose Lavelle was largely neutralized. They, we we asked uh, we asked uh, who do we ask? Emily Sonnet in the post game about Rose and Rose was like, they were like, you know, Rose had a great game. And Emily was like, well, I didn't, uh, she didn't score. Did she? I, I didn't miss that. No goals. Right. Okay. <laughs> so I guess we did. All right. No, uh, but no, I, I, go ahead. I, 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 I am, I am convinced that Richie, Richie Burke is using a bit of uh, a bit of motivational psychology on Ashley Sanchez. Uh, I, I posted on Twitter because he, Rich has been talking up Roosevelt. I mean, that's, that's been sort of the storyline of this game. I have in my, I have in the show notes here. It's the, the thanks. We hate it. Uh, thanks. I hate it game or the Roosevelt Casico. If you're a sociopath, because uh, that's what I think you are. If you call it this, because it, it makes me sad and, and, and uh, makes me hate myself that, that she's not playing for the spirit. Uh, but I, I think, you know, Richie Burke has been kind of talking up, um, talking up uh, Rose Lavelle the entire time. And so I, I posted the, uh, the, the Jordan meme and it's like, and I took that personally. Uh, so I'm wondering if, if uh, maybe Richie Burke using some psychology because there were some runs that Ashley Sanchez was making in this game from the midfield. Um, and they were like almost like identical to what, uh, to what Rose Lavelle was doing in this game. So uh, there, there was a lot of that going on again. Like you said, she had, she had a great game. Just wanted to drop that in there. Yeah. I no, some, I, some coach. I think for me too, I think now that this is now that this happened and the game is over and we won, I'm, I can be over a little bit. I was, I was still sour grapes. I was in my head thinking, well, us soccer surely won't let her play more than 30 minutes in this game because that's what happens. And the world is unfair and stupid. Uh, but I think now we're okay. I think we've moved on. The spirit have shown they are a fully functional team with or without Rose Lavelle, who is, 
you know, as said, probably one of the best two or three players in the world. Um, trying to think, I wanted to see if any go through any other elements here. We've got uh, the international break coming on this side as well. I'm not sure when the departure date is, but again, Kelly O'Hara, Emily Sonnet, and uh, Andy Sullivan all will be going uh, to international duty. Hopingly, Paige Nielsen recovers because the center, the center line, I think probably. I'm not sure if Sayori Takarada also will be going. I'm not sure if Japan is playing games, but uh, the center back could be a position of concern. Um, uh, Tori, Tori Huster will go back to right back, I assume. Um, I, I'm just this team is this team is very promising. Uh, Kumi Yokoyama, somewhat somewhat anonymous, I think, for this game. Uh, she has yet to really put a stamp on any of the games that she's played in so far. I think that's that's just the way that goes sometimes. I think maybe it's maybe it's formation change or whatever it is. But um, Trinity Robin had an opportunity uh, in the second half. Not her not her best game, but she did still continue to do what she does. She got on the ball. She made some problems uh, for for the ring. I mean, I think you got to look at when she was sh- she was subbed in at the second half when the team already had a lead yep. and was basically just trying to hold on to that lead. That's not that's not a situation where you you really will see the the most effective. Uh, most effective attorney Robin, but she still did, I thought, very well in uh, showing that she that she, you know, maybe she has a moment, I think, late in the game where she could have maybe dribbled towards goal, create an opportunity. She takes it to the corner. She tries to uh, to, to basically burn off time, burn off minutes. That's a that's a that's a veteran move uh, for for a young player. And that's something that's something you like to see. Uh, you like to see players understand that the win here is more important uh, than maybe, you know, personal glory. So that that's certainly a good thing to see. Yeah, also, um, if you're looking at the bench here, Tegan McGrady has not been playing a lot this season. She's going to, I think, get her opportunity. There's been some fans outspoken about the fact that Tegan's not playing. I get it. I think Tegan's fantastic and also was very good in the Challenge Cup. I think you're about to see her a lot more here uh, as international break happens. Jordan DiBiase is another player who you'll see more and more of. Um, this team is pretty deep. Uh, this this mm-hmm. team we, uh, this team is uh, something that to be concerned about. It's second second place is I don't think a mirage, and this team still hasn't played a home game yet. And this team there's a lot of things sort of stacked against them so far. So uh, be excited about this team. Uh, and if you're local and you want to and you and you feel like it, uh, come out to Audi Field on Sunday in the afternoon. Great afternoon opportunity. Uh, I'll be there. Come say wave at the uh, press booth, press booth, and I'll wave <laughs> back at you. Uh, but I think that's I think that's probably about all we want to talk about for this game. Yeah, they're second place, man. They're sec- they are second place in the NWSL right now. It's hard to believe that, and they've played zero home games. Uh, I think that is that is every reason to get excited about this team. Uh, this team hasn't really even had an opportunity to be at home, to be comfortable, to be in front of the in front of fans at at at, uh, at Audi Field or Segra Field. Uh, once all that gets complete and everything, uh, hopefully, please, please let it be soon. Um. But I think I think that's worth that's worth mentioning, and 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 certainly a good result for the team uh, that they are able to to sort of pick themselves up after maybe a little bit of a slow start uh, to the year. Um, yeah, I, I think that's gonna that's gonna tie a bow in that game. Um, uh, by the way, if you want to get in, call into the show. I don't have the number in front of me right now. Someone wants to two zero two Particularly if you yes. want to talk spirit, uh, we've not had an opportunity to have any spirit callers except for maybe my friend Matt. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt, if you're listening, you want to talk spirit, that'd be great. Douglas, you want to come call in? Uh, I think that they are, uh, you know, all the teams right now are hitting on all cylinders right now. I would not say Loudon is hitting on all cylinders, but an away win against a good team in full of a, in front of a full stadium in New Mexico is is something. Uh, it's something. Yeah. And, 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 you know, another thing, I, I, I lost myself a little bit on the spirit. I think what we're seeing from the spirit is we're seeing a, a, a 
we're seeing what Richie Burke is trying to do. He, he's not. He's concerning himself. I, I think he's taking the uh, the uh, the. Uh, uh, if, if you all watch the movie Miracle, uh, if you all ever watched that movie, I can't remember who the coach's name, but he talks about how you know he picks his roster. He said, "This is my lineup," and everybody's like, "Oh, you're leaving off the best players." And he's like, "I'm not looking for the best ones. I'm looking for the right ones." And that's kind of what it feels like with the spirit. Uh, the, these these aren't the you know. You know, maybe other than Kelly O'Hara and Emily Sonnet, um, you know, there's not a there's some up and coming stars, but it seems like what he's trying to do is that I want to build a team. You know, I, I want to build a team that's going to be good, you know, year in and year out. And so I feel like maybe, you know, if we have a piece that can fit in and, and they're, you know, a, a world talent or a world star. Sure, let's bring them in. But, you know, hey, I'm, I'm not concerning myself with that. I want, you know. When Roosevelt leaves, he uh, Bridget Burke is like, look, I I think we can build something better, and I I'm looking at the draft. I think I can. I think you know Trinity Rob and Ashley Sanchez can can pick up that, and I think uh, after this game, he seems to be proven right in, in what he's doing. So I'm, I've been very impressed with with what Richie Burke has done. Um, I, I was upset about the about the Roosevelt trade, but I was not. I was like, you know, I mean, if U.S. Soccer keeps imposing these restrictions, yeah, it's great to have her out there. But if we keep getting these, you know, playtime restrictions, if she's not even able to really be a part of this team, uh, I'd much rather have two or three other players. So, you know, I, I think the team we'll, we'll see. Maybe I could be end up proven wrong towards the end of the season. Maybe U.S. Soccer decides, oh, we'll we'll let you we'll let Rose play whenever she wants. But um, I, I think I think I think it should be a fun team to watch. Yeah, was it, it Herb Brooks? Was that the coach's name? Uh, Herb Brooks, yes, correct. I was like, oh, the rain coach? No, Herb Brooks, <laughs> yes. That, that is the coach's name. But uh, yes, uh, good good, good hockey movie if you all want to check it out. Let, let us know your good your sports movies that you love. I still have <laughs> not seen, um, I still have not had the opportunity to watch Ted Lasso. Um, so I'm, I'm Ted, what are you doing, man? I, what know, are you doing? I need to get on it. I need to get on it. Um, so. Ted, it's my, it, is my, it is my literal favorite television show of all time. Well, now I got I got a two week I got a two week international break, so soccer's gonna gonna die down a bit. So maybe I've got an opportunity to to catch some things. I'm I'm I'm, I'm a busy man, John. I'm a busy man. I understand. Um, I know. I you know, there's just no time in the day or the evening to watch a 25 minute episode of a TV show. I understand. Uh, the the uh, the 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 announcer for the Spirit Game was having a rough one. There was a there was. <laughs> There was a, uh, there was, there was some, there was some name butcherings worse than ours. Like, you know, on a level higher, Tori Houston was, was a name said, uh, Karen Bardsley after I believe her hamstring jumped off of her leg. Uh, the, the, the announcer's like, and they don't have a backup keeper uh, on the, on the bench. They didn't name one. Uh, and then of course there was in fact a backup keeper. They didn't have to put, I got excited cause like field player in net. Oh baby, <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. But no, yeah, and, and I do. I, I'm I'm not sure if these if if these if the if the announcers are at the game or if they're calling from a monitor. Maybe that makes it difficult. I think they're um, at the game. I, yeah. Okay. Well. It, yeah. Uh, that the the announcing was was a bit rough, and and that and also I mean I, I gotta ask NWSL, can we please like can something there was something with the contrast. It made it really hard to tell players it's on always the field. it's always yeah, nwsl it's... i don't know if it's angles i don't know if they're not necessarily at the same sort of resolution as some of the other as mls games it's not it's not very good well it doesn't matter if it's on cbs sportsnet or paramount plus or twitch uh, it's just not it's not as the fidelity is not as high as it would be otherwise and i really wish they'd fix that i'll pay even more yeah. 
<laughs> Give me. I'll play Paramount Plus Plus if you get if you <laughs> plus, get four K. Plus, plus for yeah, because I, I think I'm pretty sure you made a mistake on that. I, I think it was someone else uh, on that on that Ashley the, the shot that hit the crossbar. I believe it. You it, we thought it was Ashley Sanchez, but I think it ended up being Dorian Bailey. Um, Dorian Bailey. Dorian Bailey. Yes. Yeah. So I that, I heard that and I was like I thought it was somebody different, but um, but yes. Um, we can. Uh, you know what? Uh, we got a few more minutes on the show. Uh, let's. Uh, w- I, I do want to dive in a little bit. I know we just talked about DC and Inter Miami. But I do want to dive in a little bit on the the sanctions we just got from from speaking from a broadly an MLS perspective. Um, I think we we I, I, I we definitely didn't touch it on Thursday. We we asked our, our guests about our guest about it um, for that show, but we didn't really touch on it. And I do think it's worth it's worth bringing up because uh, the when that news dropped, I think there were a lot of things. First of all, the the fines to the owners to to whatever that's all good. The banning of uh, the the GM at the time, uh, who actually is now working in, in at Atlanta, and then had to drop out. Um, the most amazing thing about this was not only did they have an extra DP, they had two extra. They 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 they, they did it in now a, a audit of their roster, and they said, "Oh, you guys actually had five designated players." Uh, and so they are hitting they are hitting in near Miami. I think the most significant part about this is the two point two million in allocation. That is absolutely devastating on many, many fronts. I think it's for the 22-2023 season, so it's over two seasons uh, that they are that they are going to have this allocation uh, th- this allocation deficit. And you know, I know in the in the global game of football, that might not sound like well, oh, two million dollars. You know, what is that? Uh, that that's a pretty significant chunk chunk of change um, for the for for Inter Miami, and I think it's something that. Uh, that I think basically this is the MLS, the, you know, F around and find out basically like what was there, was their message, was their message to this? Uh, and it, it, I think it's a warning to um, any other, uh, you know, GM, anyone else who tries to play fast and loose with contracts and, and benefits and, and other things. Um, I think, I think that is, that is something that's going to be very significant, uh, very significant in the future. Um, and everybody likes loves to talk about about the galaxy and loves to talk about you know what the galaxy do and how they sort of play by the rules. Hey, at least they're they are open and honest. You know they had four DPS and they basically said, hey MLS, can you change the rules for us? And MLS <laughs> is like, no, we're not going to change the rule. Okay, that's fine. We'll we'll sell it. And we'll figure it out. You know, but um, it, it, there there's a very this was clearly like you know this would be like if if they had Giovanni and then they came out and said oh by the way Giovanni DeSantis is now a tam player so we only have 3 dps and we're going to keep going and uh you know and then someone said hold on a minute let's actually take a look at that so um based you know i i would love to know what was hidden who was the driving force behind it like everything like this calls into question i believe he was um it was a uh, Paul McDonough i believe yep was the gm he you know his time in in atlanta were there things going on in atlanta maybe that we're going to find out I mean, we already got that great athletic article. I, I don't know. I, I don't I'm think just... so. I think I think there there was speculation that this is if you looked at anyone's books that close, you'd find the same problems. I don't think that's true. I think I think this is contained. Uh, yeah, I think they I think they were we'll trying see. to I think they were trying to hit a home run here based on all of the delays they had uh, to get the team up and running. And I think they just sort of didn't think they'd get caught, and they they did. They got their hands caught in a cookie jar. So you're you're right. Like the two million does not sound like a large number, but in a salary capped league like mm-hmm. this one, where it's 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 exponentially more makes it more challenging to build a roster, particularly if you want to continue to have three designated players, 
which you will have. Um, so good good luck to them. I think they're going to ha- they're going to have to seriously for the next year probably be looking at draft players, be looking at young young players and they deserve it. I generation g- generation Adidas contracts are going to be They're going to sign 6 of super, them. Super super. <laughs> yeah. They're going to draw okay, they're going to they're basically going to go down the roster and be like, "All right, we can trade all this, you know." And also it impacts, you know, your ability to trade for talent if you need a, you know, a, a, if you want to go grab a an MLS talent, you know, a big time talent, you loses your ability to trade those those that those allocation monies. It's it's significant on a lot of ways and I, and I have to wonder I I, I hinted a little bit at the beginning of the show. If you're a player now who who has an option, uh, who has an option on their contract where maybe they get an extra, you know, 500,000, 600,000, what have you, then you're looking at this and saying, I might not get that option because this team doesn't have the money to maybe buy down my contract to, to, to pay that. I, I'd be curious. I, I think a lot of there's a lot of the salary structures are three years so maybe they're not quite there yet but i mean this is going to start to impact there're going to be some players i think from inner miami that are going to start getting traded because their contracts are too rich and they know they're getting that salary cap hit um so yeah so yeah uh, i believe uh we now have our guest uh, joining the show we have uh Jake which is right Jake Maxwell uh joining the show Jake welcome in Hey guys how you doing Good, good, good. Um, so uh, let, let's I'll, I'll let you have the floor, man. Just uh, jump right into it. You, you uh, asked to, to come on the show uh, to talk a little bit about uh, what's been going on in the supporter section from from your perspective. So uh, the floor is yours, my friend. Yeah. So um, just like to give you guys a little bit of a breakdown about a little bit about me. Um, so I'm a member of the District Ultras. I have been for since I was about 16 years old, 17 years old. Um, mostly though, uh, I wanted to talk about what happened most recently, as you guys know, with, uh, the incident that happened in the last three games. Um, and I'm going to apologize for the noise real quick. Um, uh, tried to buy a quiet area, but basically, um, as far as we're concerned and as far as what we know, I know that we do, we, the ultras, as well as all the groups have a zero talent policy for what happened. Uh, and we're working to try to make it better, but unfortunately, um, with the supporter section, right? It's kind of its own animal. You guys, I'm sure, have been there, and you guys have seen how it's evolved over years, over the years. And when we get into the situation where people get really, really drunk, we kind of get it, find ourselves asking, "What can we do to fix it?" So I can tell you that the supporters are all working collectively to try to fix it. And I've spoken with Sam, and I've spoken with a lot of Screaming Eagles, and the general consensus overall is that what we have right now isn't working. We are now moving into the phase of how can we fix it. Yeah, that's. I think that's 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 great. I think that's good news for for a lot of people. What uh, what can the non leadership members of the groups uh, and sort of unaffiliated supporters do in the short term to help help sort of fix this problem? Is there is there a role for them? Is there is there something that you know people who are interested in making things better? Uh, what should they do? Do you have any ideas? For sure. Yeah. So basically, the biggest thing we can do collectively right now is if you see something going on like homophobia or racism or sexism or anything like that, call it out and let leadership in the section know, because if we know about it, we can address it. But what we don't know about, we can't fix, right? So essentially, um, the board section is welcoming to everybody, and we need everybody to play their part, whether it's seeing something or even just calling something out, like, you know, myself being pansexual and non-binary using they, them pronouns, you know, I've had times where I've struggled to feel welcome in the supporter section, but... Overall, 
the biggest thing I've learned is that when somebody says something that makes me uncomfortable is to call it out and then address it with leadership at a later date. Uh, as far as other things, suggestions, because, you know, we, we've had the same leadership of all the groups, right. For the last 10, 15 years. So getting new voices in, getting new questions in, getting new ideas in all that can help us make a better section. So I would say if anybody has ideas, like we're all welcome to them because at this point, we want to make them, this the most enjoyable experience for everybody. And I think that's, that's generally what we want to do. What do you, what do you think about some of the, the, uh, I think there was a thread that uh, James Lambert had a couple weeks ago, not, not a couple weeks ago, a couple days ago, time is flat, uh, where, uh, he was talking about sort of some of the solutions he was talking about a supporters led council or, and sort of non, non-leadership non-officially sanctioned, just other supporters that are out there and want to make things better. I've seen that in a couple of different places other than him. Uh, and, I've, and I've actually heard it talked about even before uh, in when the, when the stadium opened and there were all the issues uh, surrounding that opening. That was sort of the idea, not necessarily an ombudsman, but some sort of external third party that can help not necessarily handle disputes, but be a, be a convening opportunity for different groups to talk to each other uh, and, and sort of get away from the... the I think the traditional relationship problems that some individuals have is that, does that sound to you like something that is possible or necessary? Or do you think that that maybe doesn't, that maybe misses the mark on, on fixing the problem? So I think that that is a step in the right direction, right? Because, and I want to make a disclaimer that uh, I don't speak on behalf of the ultras uh, just so you guys know, but I am an ultra, but I wanted to make that clear. What I would say is that essentially Essentially, what we're looking at is maybe something like a supporters council or some, like you said, an intermediary council or either an, an umbrella organization that everybody falls under during game day with leadership from all the groups. Some things that open communication is happening because what's happening right now is we get everybody in the section and, you know, nobody talks to each other and we kind of get these four fractured groups. But we're all there to do the same thing, essentially, which is support the team and create the best environment. And you saw that in Miami. In Miami, we functioned as a unit, all of our groups collectively together, and we won the game, and there was one minor incident, but it can be done. The groups can work together. It's just a matter of getting everybody on the same page and figuring out how do we best accomplish that. So I think something like an umbrella organization can work. I think something like leadership council could work. I think there are a lot of good options, but I think the leadership of all the groups has to come to the table, right? And it has to come to the table with an open mind. Otherwise, we're just going to find ourselves where we are now because, again, what we have now is not working. And you can see that it's not working because it wasn't just one game. It wasn't just two games. It's now been three consecutive games where we've had an issue. And at a certain point, you got to kind of look at yourself and recognize that there is a problem and that we need to be fixed. Jake, I wonder if you could talk a little bit. I mean, you, you said you had a, a pretty positive uh, experience over at the Miami game. Uh, what specifically about that do you think maybe made that made, made that work where where it's not working in the in the home games? Yeah, so I think what ended up happening in Miami was is that you know so it's a smaller group, right? And a lot of the normal leadership from the other groups like wasn't in Miami, and we had a lot of Atlanta, we had a lot of ultras, we had a lot of everybody, but collectively. You know, we walked in together and then in the section, we just kind of communicated. And there was a homophobic chant at one point, but it was immediately snuffed out by LaBanda, immediately killed that off like instantly. And then, you know, we had one guy throw a beer can and we dealt with that immediately. And after that, there was no issues. Um, but I think the difference was is that on the road in the smaller setting, we had more control over who was in that section. We were able to police ourselves 
And more importantly, everybody ha was forced to talk to each other because when you go on the road, it's a very different setting from at home. You know, you, you're very a lot more strict and they don't give you a lot of wiggle room. So our groups, you know, we worked together, we spoke together. And I think overall, it was just the concept going in that we, we spoke before going into the game. The agreement was we're going to go in there and we're going to put on a good showing for DC because we knew how important the game was. And obviously, I think that show. You helped uh, help build them on to to a a great three nothing victory. I'm sure that's a lot of fun. I always love I love road wins. Uh, I think home home wins are are fun. I guess from a from a uh, an atmosphere perspective, uh, but nothing's quite uh, quite like watching your team walk into a uh, walk into walk into an opposing uh, force and, and come out with three points. That's usually something pretty special. And getting yelled at by their home supporters is always fun. I've, <laughs> yes. I always I've enjoyed that part. Yeah, it was it was great. I mean, overall, the environment in Miami, I have to say, was really cool. Um, their 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 fans are incredibly cool and awesome. Um, their stadiums really great with the league. But I would say there is just nothing exactly like you said, like going on the road and winning on the road. It's just there's something special about it, and it just makes you feel good that you traveled 16 hours to see a win as opposed to a loss. Because a 16 hour drive after a loss is not a fun drive. No, not at all. <laughs> I've done no. this. No, Jake. Uh, Jake, we, th we, I was going to say we appreciate you calling in. Uh, if, yeah. if anyone wants to uh, talk to you about this, where can they find you on the internet? Yeah, I'm at DJ Jake Maxwell on uh, Twitter. Um, you know, honestly, I would say all the groups we want we want feedback. Like we we want to fix this. So don't be afraid to reach out to us uh, or anybody. Really, um, I can tell you that I will say one thing. I can't announce what we're doing yet, but that there is in the works myself and the team are working on something new specifically regarding LGBTQ supporters. Um, I, I can't go into more detail than that, but we are going to be announcing that hopefully sometime in five months. So like I said, there, there is an open place and an open forum for anybody that wants to make the stadium better. And I think that's what we all want right now. Absolutely. Jake, we're, we'll, we'll let you go. Uh, go, go enjoy the, uh, the wizards game. I understand that's where you are right now. So. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, guys. All right, you have a good night. You too. You too. Bye, guys. Jake Maxwell joined the show, and I think they they brought up some good things, and it's good to see those conversations happening um, for sure. So uh, I, I think that's 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 great to see. Um, so hopefully, hopefully it continues. Yes, hopefully and continues. Uh, what's also hope for a because you know no DC United, but Loud United is playing on Wednesday, and the Spirit have their home opener on Sunday. Let's hope for another six point week. I think it's. It's entirely possible, even though you know Orlando is a tough <laughs> Orlando is a tough test for the Spirit. I think the Spirit have shown that uh, there it's anybody's it's anybody's game, no matter no matter who's out there. Andy Sullivan's back in the field, so yeah. I'm uh, I'm positive about it. I think it's yeah, six very points. Posi very positive. Also positive. I'm, I'm I'm positive about about Land United. You know what? We've we've been kind of down on them. I hope I hope they get they they can pick up some pick up three points in this game. All right, folks, I think that's going to do it for the show. Uh, thank you guys so, so much for listening. Uh, you guys are incredible, awesome. We 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 really enjoy doing the show for you all. Uh, we're, we're working on how we're going to do with the break. Obviously, we've got Spirit. We've got Loudon. Uh, we've got Nations League with the U.S. Men's National Team. We'll probably touch on that a little bit. Uh, but, guys, we didn't touch on the friendly. Um, I, 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 am, I, am, I didn't watch the friendly. Uh, people overreact to friendlies way too much. Guys, chill out. It's a friendly. It's an exhibition. Relax. Breathe. Breathe in, breathe out. It's going to be okay. We're That's giving it exactly the amount of coverage it deserves. Exactly. All right. Thank you all so, so much for listening. We will catch you guys uh, down the road. Vamos. Vamos. Vamos.